see this beautiful sunrise. Just come and be in your presence together and be with each other and lift each other up and sharpen each other. And this group is like no other and just really thankful. I just want to lift up Troy to you and that you just work through him and people can hear what he has to say. And we love you, Lord, and in your name we pray. Amen. So I'm going to mostly read, otherwise I'll end up telling you a story that has nothing to do with the guy I'm trying to introduce. A couple weeks ago, I was above Oxen with a lot of you guys, and I walked in and I was just realizing, I was looking around, and there was um, tons of people that had been in my life, and not just like casually in my life, but had poured into my life. Just kind of like stopped, and I was like, man, they're all in this room with me right now. And just was uh, really thankful, like marriage and trials and celebrations, and one of those was Troy, probably the tallest guy in the room. And so, First Peter 5, and I just want to read this really quick to To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Being examples to the flock, I just thought of Troy, and this was before I knew I was going to be introducing him. He just popped up, you know, five in the morning, and good person to have in your life. And so I'm actually going to just tell you a little bit about Troy and how he spends his time. And then I'm going to tell you about my relationship with him. So some of his highlights are, and you can Google him. There's a lot to learn about Troy, a lot of interesting things. But he was a producer for the American Bible Challenge, if you're familiar with that. Hermie and Friends, writer of a popular Max Licato series, uh, host and writer of a documentary In His Shoes for Glow, Glow Bible, and he was a writer for three seasons for the Mickey Mouse Club. He is also a longtime pastor and campus pastor at First Baptist Church Windermere since 1997, and he's written a lot of books, and if you Google him, you will see. Awesome guy. And so, first met him more than 20 years ago through my wife. My wife went to Windermere, and her family went to Windermere, and he is married to Barbie, who is awesome. Three boys, Carson, Brady, Riley. I think I first met you through, you were leading a college group, you know, in college, not married yet, hanging out with my wife. And so we went and visited and immediately started bonding there, talking about stories and telling stories and movies. And at the time I was into film production and we bonded pretty quickly and laughed a lot and goofed around. And I asked um, my wife just to give me a little bit about her thoughts on Troy. He's been a big part of our lives for a long time. So especially uh, my wife's family. And uh, so she said, growing up in a broken home, Troy was always a fun dad presence at various family gatherings. And he was a special mentor to my brother. And he and Barbie are beloved by our family. And that's my family and her family. He was our pre-marriage counselor. And he got all up in our business. And that was fun. We uh, got to know him a little better. He got to know us way more than than we got to know his. But um, he also came to our wedding. And he took it upon himself to be the man on the streets style interviewer, grabbed the videographer, who happened to be a videographer West News at the time, because my wife was in, in news, and so he grabbed the mic and just went around the reception and just grabbed man-on-the-street style stories about our families, and so we get to look back, and it's just awesome. Very creative guy. I also have been able to watch Troy navigate life's trials and do it really well. He's also been a part of my trials in my life and just kind of popped in there. God used him at just the right time, and I'm thinking about my dad right right now, so I'm trying to like hold it together, but you know, being at the hospital, my dad needed a blood transfusion because he was kind of near the end, but the blood transfusion was just to make him feel better. And so out of the blue, Troy comes rolling in the hospital. I'm like, oh, just having him there, like a brother, um, was just awesome. Praying with us and being with us and going through the trial with us. So 
There's a lot more to talk about, but I need to introduce this guy, Troy Schmidt, the tallest guy in the room, who I care for a lot. Thank you. Man, that was awkward. Good morning, everyone. Oh, my. Hey, guys, there's a whole other room over here. There's like people. I always wonder who sat in the corners. So it's you. Okay. I never see this side of the room. It's great to be here. Thank you, Mark. You know, this week, interesting, your one brother-in-law I had coffee with, and your other brother-in-law is joining me on Tuesdays for a, a men's Zoom, Will, out of North Carolina, so I'm all up in your business still. I can't, can't seem to get out of it. I want to read you something from Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1, 4 through 8. It says this, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. This is God talking to Jeremiah. Jeremiah responds, alas, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. So this week, our group has been uh, focusing here on this uh, whole idea of who God created you to be, your uniqueness, and your design, and your purpose. And hopefully you've gotten a hold of the book, A Shape, by Eric Reese. And our focus as a group has been on chapter one, which was called Masterpiece. My colleagues, Chuck, right, and Austin, who spoke before, did a great job. I'm here to make them look good so that you can remember them and what they did. Yes, I am a pastor. But let me tell you this, I had no inclination to ever be that. And I still wonder what God was thinking. But I was called. And God knew that even while I was in the womb. That's an incredible thought. But it took a while to convince me of what God saw. Now, on the other hand, I am a writer. And that I always knew I wanted to be, in fact, all the way to seventh grade. I don't know what you guys thought about what you were going to be in seventh grade, but in seventh grade, I wanted to be a writer. We had a creative writing class. And in that, you know, it was like English class and everything, but there was a, a time there where the teacher said, pull out a piece of paper and write. And the whole class freaked out. Well, what, what, what are we supposed to write about? What, 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 do, you, what do we want, a poem? I mean, what, what do you want from us? And while they were hemming and hawing and arguing, I was on paper. Page two, right? Just right in a way. I don't know. I just loved it. And then came the time when you could read what you wrote out loud to people. That's scary. Seventh grade. I took a shot. Everybody was laughing. And then next week, right in a way, read it. They laughed. The next week, what's Troy written? I mean, it's seventh grade. You get kind of addicted to this, right? You're like, wow, I got a following. And I said, and I had this picture in seventh grade of my name on the spine of a book. And I said, that's what I want to be. I want to do that sometime in my life. Now, I got distracted from that vision with television and film and things like that. But you know what? It's, it was great. It was a blessing. And, and let me say this. I don't think I'm a great writer. I have friends of mine that are just amazing. But you know what I am? Persistent and stubborn. In fact, about at least an hour every day I write. I got up at 5 this morning just so I could get it in. Hopefully I'll have time later. But that's when you know something is really a passion inside of you. And I feel that's what God created me to be. And according to what God told Jeremiah, he knows that about us in the womb. So the first book, you know, to sort of meet that vision I had, 
of the spine and my name on it that I had in seventh grade. I started writing in the 1990s. And it was really early in my marriage. I was living in Los Angeles. And I heard this fact that said, of all the miracles, there are only two in all four Gospels. Obviously, the resurrection, right? That's the big one. But the only other one was the feeding of the 5,000. And I went, what? I mean, not walking on water? Nah, I only made it to three. Not raising Lazarus out of the tomb? I mean, that's pretty cool, right? No, only one. So I was like, why? So I started just to put together some thoughts. I was reading all of the accounts. And I was just sort of letting this simmer for a while. And I began to write something and write something and write something. Next thing you know, I had this book. And then for years, I'd modify it, modified it, modified it. And then I just sat on it. I didn't know really what to do until a friend of mine who I'd worked with said, I'm starting an agency. I want to be a writer's agent. And do you have anything to look at? Well, I got this one book I've been working on for 20-some years. You want to look at that? He looked at it. He loved it. But I never submitted it. I was afraid because the book kind of defined me, right? So eventually over time, I went, I think this is the year, about 2018. I said, I think this is the year. So I told my agent to submit it. Nav Press bought it. It was a great experience. I even got to read the audio of the book, which is exhausting. And if you ever want to hear it, I guess you can go on Audible. I think it's on there. If you want to listen to me for 10 hours, I mean, that's up to you. <laughs> Man, I was just so excited. I mean, this was the book I felt I was created to write. And there it was, on the spine. There it was. I saw it. The vision came true. You know, this was, this was the kind of book that puts you in the league of Max Licato, puts you in the, in the league of Rick Warren, you know, Louis Giglio's, Chuck Swindoll's. And it came out in March 2019, and it was a flop. A flop. Like a thousand, not even a thousand copies were sold. And I know you're thinking, wow, you what, 900? That's pretty good, right? Not in the publishing world. You got to get to 10,000, 20,000 for people to start to take notice. Barely broke a thousand. Wait, wait, God, I felt you designed me for this moment. And here it is. I finally got to that point and I failed. No, 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 that doesn't seem right. But I wonder what Jeremiah thought when he got slapped in the face by a priest, put in stocks and leg irons, mocked in public, lowered waist deep into a muddy cistern. His message was rejected, and the city that he loved was destroyed. Did he feel that failure too? God, you created me for this. You knew this in the womb, that I was going to get beat up and rejected. And the answer is, yeah, 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 I knew that. You know, failure is a part of the design process. There's a quote that's attributed to Michelangelo that people really don't think that he said it. But we've, we've heard it, right? They said to him, hey, how did you sculpt David? And he said, I looked at the marble, at the rock, and I chipped away everything that didn't look like David. And that's kind of us, isn't it? Isn't that what God's kind of doing to us? I mean, sin has really sort of calcified itself on us. And he's got to chip that stuff away that doesn't look like who it was that he saw us that we could be. And I got to tell you, that hurts, doesn't it? Because you've all felt it the chipping away process. In writing, we call it, you know, there's cut and paste and we make modifications and we throw out our first draft and we start over with the second draft. If you're into metalworking and those sort of things, you probably understand the process the Bible talks about called refinement. And refinement takes that raw gold that's been dirty and sitting and growing in deep inside of the earth and it puts it into a thousand degree fire. I have to imagine the gold doesn't like that process. 
a thousand degree fire, but what happens out of all of it? All the dirt, the dross and stuff comes to the top, it's scooped away, and what's left is 100% pure. That's where God wants you to get to, that point. So myself and all of you, we're all unfinished masterpieces. We're still being worked on. God's chipping away. He's putting you into some heated situations. Anybody can identify with that? I got my hand up. Are you in the fire right now in your life? Yeah, it hurts. But it's part of the refinement. There's a portrait of George Washington. This is Austin's favorite subject here. And it's done by Gilbert Stewart. It's his most notable work, but it's unfinished. It's a masterpiece. It's in the Smithsonian. It was taken, it was a drawn, uh, sorry, painted by Gilbert uh, Stewart when Washington was 65 years old, three years before his death. And if you've ever seen it, it's the weirdest looking thing. It's like 40% done. So you have a canvas and it's just like the corner has um, Washington's face on it and the rest of it is, and if you just looked at it like it is, you go, that's not finished and that doesn't look like a masterpiece. But that picture of Washington when you zoom in on it, it's the most famous picture of him. It's on your dollar bills. So you may not look at the canvas and say, that's a masterpiece. But if you zoom in, it is. And God is not finished with you. You are still a masterpiece. You're signed by God. And there's a purpose. You know, my book, people may not have bought it. But I have to think, it has to be the book that God wanted me to write. In fact, an interesting story, Angel Garcia, who spoke at the conference, he's on staff with me, he said he was in a coffee shop and he walked in and there was a girl he didn't know reading my book. <laughs> and he said, hey, I, I know the guy that wrote that. And she said, yeah, it's really good. Maybe I just wrote it for her. Maybe. I mean, that's okay. If that's the reason, I think it'd be a success. So I want to give you guys a little gift. I mean, if you want it, I have 58 copies of this book for free. And, you know, as you go, they're going to be right here. Some of our guys, I got a couple guys are going to pass them out if you want them. Maybe it was written for you. I don't know. If you want to do something with it, leave a uh, Amazon review and double the amount of Amazon reviews that are on there. My publisher will go, what happened? <laughs> we had written this thing off and all of a sudden it's got twice as many reviews. If you want to do that, I'll leave that up to you. But let me pray. Father, we just thank you that you've, uh, how you've designed us. And, you know, many times we as the clay look at ourselves and we go, yeah, this isn't it. This, this can't be what you really, really wanted. But you knew about it, and it's part of the process. And Lord, we're all in the process. And while we're in the process, forgive us for complaining. Forgive us for not liking the way we look or the situations we're in or the work that we're doing or the person we're married to and all these other sort of things. Forgive us. They're all there for a reason to refine us. Help us get through this time of our life so that we can look back and just see that you are the ultimate designer and you have created masterpieces. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Was that encouraging to anyone else uh, this morning? Thank you, Troy. But we're going to spend the rest of the time this morning at our tables in discussion. I sent the questions uh, yesterday to the table captains. So I guess we can kind of disperse into our table groups and they'll come around with the books.